0: go birds it's super bowl time it's the eagles it's the chiefs it's super bowl 57 you got arizona rihanna at halftime uh all these things going into this big game on sunday and our team's in it this year t uh just five years ago they were in it and now they're back i mean really at that point maybe two years after the super bowl we looked at this eagles team like uh, they got to hit the reset button. That, that's that's kind of what it seemed like um, going and trading Carson Wentz to the Colts. You thought, well, this is going to take some time uh, to get back. But five years later, uh, we are, as Eagles fan base, back in the Super Bowl behind a new quarterback, and that's Jalen Hurts, uh, an unexpected quarterback who was drafted in the second round. He's just a true leader, uh, a great athlete, and he's just
1: improved so much to you don't lead programs like Oklahoma and Alabama. Like don't, like regular guys, regular quarterbacks just don't do that. And I just kept telling you guys, you know, just have some patience. He'll grow. Just give him some time. It's a second-round pick. Give him some time to develop. Give him some weapons around him, and we'll be okay. We'll see. Well, You know, we'll evaluate him then. And you, you see the fruits of that patience. I mean, this is incredible. We're in the Super Bowl, baby.
0: Hell, yeah. And I got to say this before we move forward, Tay. To- I feel a little uneasy about the overwhelming confidence I'm hearing from either people calling in uh, on the radio. I I tune in from time to time when I'm in the car and Mm -hmm. just while I'm walking around or on social media and stuff. I feel a little uneasy about that confidence, (laughs) T. It kind of takes me back to not that I was – a fully functioning Eagles fan in 2004, <laughs> but I remember, I remember reading about it in the encyclopedia, the Eagles encyclopedia, how big of a kind of the same energy it was where the Eagles had their parade route planned and already were getting the streets ready for it before they played the big game against the Patriots. And Bill Belichick used that as motivation for his Patriots team the night before the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. They came out, and we know what happened. Um, that's why guys like Brian Dawkins don't have a, a Super Bowl ring as a player, um, and Donovan McNabb and guys like that. Too. Um, I just well, make me feel a little bit better.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put you mind to these a little bit. Well, first and foremost, first. Um, back in 04. Uh, well, let me let me say this right now. Um, in 2017, the the year that they won, yeah. they they did pre-plan the, lap, the route as well. Yeah. Um, They did pre-plan the date, the same thing that they're doing now. So, you know, let's take it easy on that one, you know. You know how I am, T. You know how I am. I, I know. And, and you know what? I, I'm I'm not saying the Eagles fans don't have a right to be overconfident. They, they do. I mean, we have we basically dominated everyone that we faced in the playoffs so far. I mean, we swept through the Giants like it wasn't nothing, 38-7. And then we took on the supposedly vaunted San Francisco 49ers, 31-7, knocked both of their quarterbacks out of the game. I mean, it's hard not to see why Eagles fans are, are, are expressing overconfidence. I mean, and rightfully so. I'm not saying that I'm overconfident about this game, you know, as naturally. You know, I'm a little nervous, but I'm still confident, but I'm not overly confident. And back in 2017, it was easy for us to just be like, you know what? We're just going to ride this magical season and see what happens. We were an underdog. We embraced that underdog mentality. That's honestly who we've been as a city. We need to remove that underdog status. We need to remove that status of always being nervous, of always being scared of what's to come. Listen, we're a dominant football team, Tanner. We are a dominant football team. There are teams that are scared of us. Travis Kelsey is so damn scared that he really believes there's a curse out there in which when teams come here and put a jersey on the Rocky statue, something's bad going to happen to the team. That's how, much, that's how much psyche that we're into the heads of these teams now. Yeah. Embrace that now. Now is the time to embrace all that.
0: Do you think that's why we're not hearing a lot of chatter from Kansas City Chiefs players um, and, and really fans either? I haven't really seen a lot of trash talk. Uh, from the Kansas City side
1: I mean it could be it could feed into it but I also think it's a mutual respect I mean I'm gonna put this out there my father is a Kansas City Chiefs fan and uh-uh. when I when I talk to him you know it's mutual you know it, we're not at war with each other we're not saying you know who's better than who. I mean we're both saying it's going to be a good game we both wish each other luck you know after the Chiefs won over the Bengals a couple weeks ago it, it's it's just casual. We have, we both have, a, I think both fans have a meet and both teams have a mutual amount of respect for each other. I mean, the only people that you've been hearing that's been chirping about the Eagles are the teams that lost to the Eagles.
0: Oh, yeah, so, man. Poor losers <laughs> in the 49ers. Unbelievable. I mean, their kicker was just talking trash about Jalen Hurts
1: today, I, I mean, saw. And Christian McCaffrey's wishing that both teams don't win. I mean, Brandon, oh, yeah, Ayuk okay. is, it, it, yeah, we can go on and on about you know t- past teams that the Eagles have faced and, and look there's a mutual respect from both sides it's going to be a great game
0: Yeah, Debo Samuel saying if Brock Purdy was in the full game, they would have beat the Eagles by double digits. Like, get the hell out of here with all that. I mean, that's easy to say once, you know, what has happened happened. It's easy to just go in fantasy land and say, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. This would have happened. It's a lot like what Cowboys fans do every single year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But how different does this Super Bowl feel than the last Super Bowl for you, T?
1: well, um, I kind of got into it a little yeah. bit before, and that is where we're moving that underdog That is 2017. I yeah. mean, we wrote a magical year. There was a lot of injuries in that 2017 year. So, you know, we, we wrote with the backup guys, we wrote with the guys that we had, you know, their whole mantra. They, they, you know, we all we got, we all we need. And they wrote that and they won with that and they embraced that underdog mentality. This season is different. In terms of how many teams the Eagles have just flat out dominated, not just just dominate, I mean completely, and I'm going to say it, they've emasculated teams this year. Teams have basically said, oh, we're going to come in and we're going to stop the Eagles. We're going to prove that the Eagles are frauds, a la Jordan Love and the Giants. And they've completely just destroyed them out of the water. The Eagles have dictated what they want to do on their terms. I haven't seen a team this dominant in a very long time. And I think that's the difference. This team is just all outright dominant. They're healthy. I mean, this is this is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's really exciting. Um, I think the main difference for me is it was – and I know it sounds cheesy, but we use this word a lot when we describe that season with Nick Foles as magical. Um, it just felt with every game it was – just amazing how they were able to put things together and win the game. But this year it's, they're supposed to be here. They were supposed to be here this whole time. Um, they hit a couple bumps on the road, but they ended up being to where they should have been and not, and that's not where according to the NFL standings and um, early predictions for like the Eagles were overlooked early because of their easy schedule they can't sure. control their schedule. All they can do is beat the teams that are given to them, and I know we keep saying that, but that's still not going to be enough for people that that just doubt the Eagles. So, if the you know if the Eagles do good in this game, you're still going to hear people saying, "Oh, well, they had an easy schedule and they just had to play one good game at the end." It's it's ridiculous. Um, but t let's get into the storylines. Uh, we've mm-hmm. heard about the Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah. Um, and two black quarterbacks facing off in the Super Bowl history in the first time in Super Bowl history, which is amazing in itself when you think about it. Really, yes. Um, although it's it, these two guys are part of history, and they will forever be a part of that history. Um, just for it to be Jalen Hurts against a Patrick Mahomes, who's already cemented himself as one of the best, um, and already at three Super Bowl appearances, it's it's incredible. Um, but what is your favorite storyline aside from those ones I just named going into the Super Bowl?
1: Man, <laughs> yeah, you basically hit the nail on the head with that last one, and that is, you know, I, the fact that we're, we're, for the first time in NFL history we're going to see two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl yeah. on opposing teams. I mean, that's just incredible. That just shows how much, you know, uh, you know, how much – progress we've made as a nation and you know there's still progress to be done but at the same time we got to appreciate when we see progress right before our eyes there was a time when just because of the color of your skin you weren't considered a quarterback because and i quote there you can look it up and in, 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 there's scouts that said this that you know black players aren't as smart and to see the evolution of the game in which we see, and I mean, not just from the black quarterback position, but also from the quarterback with the ability to run from that position. Because remember, there was a time where, you know, quarterbacks with the running ability, you know, they were just good for entertaining and putting butts in seats. They weren't guys that were going to take their team very far. And now you see two guys who, are ba- who basically have that run game in them as a part of who they are in the part of their makeup as quarterbacks. It's absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree um and we're still hearing that criticism towards um black quarterbacks in the league. You look at Lamar Jackson, I mean, huge a couple years ago, that was all you heard about uh how he can't be a quarterback in the NFL, people asking him to, to change positions. But this is definitely a move in the right direction. Um I and T, I think by by also saying that you're you're we can kind we're kind of taking away credit from these guys being just great great players, and yes. they brought themselves there, um and it, of course it's a team effort too, but um it's just it's really cool to see this play out and you're kind of it's kind of similar to what we saw when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl last time. It was Carson Wentz playing an MVP caliber season. Um and he gets injured. He loses out to the opponent of the other team in the Super Bowl, was Tom Brady. Um It looks like this year is going to be Patrick Mahomes, so Jalen Hurts is going to be playing
1: against MVP Patrick Mahomes. It's a shame because, you know, Hurts missed those couple of games, which probably would have put him into that MVP. Yep. Just like spot. Wentz. Just exactly like Wentz. But, you know, it's all good, Tanner, because – Mahomes is going to have that MVP. It's something bigger I want come Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah, and I know Jalen Hurts is thinking that same exact way. But for me, my storyline has got to be the Chiefs wide receivers mm. um, because this is a Chiefs team without Tyreek Hill. Uh, obviously, he's uh, Miami Dolphin now. But they've been able to still play the same kind of level of football without Tyreek Hill. They have Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Scantland mm. over there. Um, and just other guys who are not really used to hearing their name a lot, but when they're combined and when Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball, I mean, they're, they're dangerous weapons. And of course that'll always be a threat, but that is my storyline with, um, I know Smith Schuster had that knee injury. Tony got the ankle injury. Uh, Hardman was the pelvis. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what their destination will be for um i I would assume that they would do their best and they would be playing i think smith schuster will definitely be playing
1: Um, i think he'll push himself
0: he had that talk uh about cheesesteaks t that was just ridiculous um (laughs) and and we know how how juju is with that bad juju with the tiktoks um and stuff like kind of jinxing his team in pittsburgh so you know maybe that'll play into uh into the super bowl
1: as well t but uh any other (laughs) storylines I mean that's basically it. I mean you basically hit all the storylines. I mean, right on the head. I, I just I can't wait for Sunday, Tanner. I really can't. The anticipation is building for me.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, another one I guess could be the Chiefs dynasty. Uh, this is mm. once again their third Super Bowl appearance. In what was it four four years? Yeah. Third and four. Yeah, that's crazy uh, in itself. I mean they really have nothing more to prove. Uh, we know them as a dynasty, but this is a different way the eagles franchise could move
1: um you know what yeah you you know what santa Now that you're on that and you say that you know what And you're talking about the chiefs dynasty how about this should the eagles win come sunday think about this for a minute we could be looking at a dynasty here in philadelphia as well and i don't i don't throw that around to you know all milly willy but let's think about this for a minute let's think about this think about the state of the nfc right now as we speak look at how many players that the Eagles have set. Their offense is set for many years to come, especially expecting that they're going to resign Jalen Hurts. Their defense, yes, their their main core defensive players are coming back. Think Think about the entire set of the NFC. There's not really a challenger for the NFC title that's really worthy of being with the Eagles if you think about it. I mean, the 49ers are the only team that really came close
0: Yeah, and they could be getting a new quarterback and that will definitely help them.
1: And it'll help them, but it could also set them back as well. Because that quarterback is still one another year removed from actually playing. If whether that be Trey Lance or whether they be re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, this is an exciting time to be an Eagles fan if you think about it. There's not gonna be a whole lot of teams in the NFC that's going to challenge the Eagles like that.
0: And I was thinking people my age now, I know like our parents say, Oh, you guys are lucky. But our kids uh, down the line, T, they're going to be really lucky because they're going to be used to, hopefully, used to winning uh, when you look at the big picture of things. Because I still have experienced some, you know, Donovan McNabb years, Mm -hmm. um, Michael Vick years, early Nick Foles years. I mean, Kevin Cobb was a quarterback year, Sam Bradford. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I've experienced down years, uh, the Chip Kelly era. And now when you look at it, for these kids um, of our generation having kids, they're going to be growing up with, you know, hopefully Jalen Hurts is still that guy. Um, And they're just going to have a bunch of success. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. That they're they're looking at. But as we move along, T, uh, we talked about the 49ers, their sore loser talk um and what do you think of that at, what What do you think that says do you think teams are just threatened by the Eagles do you think that um
1: what are you thinking about that overall I'm a little disappointed I am and you know what it's not like I didn't see this coming and I was talking with my co-workers before the 49ers game you know going up to the game and I was saying I was like even if the Eagles you know win they're still gonna make up the excuse that oh they had a third string quarterback, and they were either way. The the story was going to be that the Eagles still had an unfair advantage. So for me personally, the fact that they not only, you know, won the game, but they dominated the game. I mean, you're the Eagles were going in and facing the number one defense in the NFL, and they ran right over them, like yeah. it was nothing, absolutely nothing. It's just disappointing because. Listen, things happen for a reason. I didn't hear Minnesota Vikings players. No, let me me take that back. Yeah, they did. They did bitch him on, too. You know what? I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed overall because, you know, where's the sportsmanship? Because if the 49ers would have beat us, we would have just been like, you know what? 49ers are a great team. Brock Purdy's a pretty good quarterback. That offense is really good that we went up against the number one defense in the NFL. Hey, we would have took our lumps. But instead, the players want to go out. Start fights during the game, do a little, you know, little cheap shots. Then they still yeah. want to talk about how unfair of the advantage they had. I think one player came out and said they want to change the rule where, you know, teams can carry three quarterbacks during the game, which you can. It just depends on how you set your players. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's, I'm just disappointed, honestly. Like, just take your lumps and just shut the hell up
0: yeah exactly and this is coming from a team that was just what was the final score of that game 31 7 it wasn't even like a close game and, and to say if well if we had Brock birdie we would have beat them by double digits that's ridiculous and that's that is unsportsmanlike and it's in itself um and especially when we're hearing about you know all these memes on on twitter and stuff about the script and everything now it's people <laughs> not not yeah. admitting a loss um but so I like to look into stats um mm-hmm. you know how I do with that and of course um, maybe a little too much sometimes things can be determined on stats and then it goes a completely different way but mm-hmm. I want to look into Jalen Hurts playoff stats uh and i t- I'm not gonna say Uh, Because I've been hearing this talk this week about how Jalen Hurts hasn't given his biggest performance in a big game yet. And Mm -hmm. while I see that, we're comparing a player who has just played three playoff games um, and we're bringing up his college stats. His last game in high school, I heard someone talking about. But Mm -hmm. uh, let's look into this year's, the two playoff games against the Giants and the 49ers. He completed 63% of his passes. Um, he had two touchdown passes. Uh, most of it was on the ground in the playoffs because we could expose opponents' defenses with right. uh, the run game. You look at yeah. Gainwell and Boston Scott and Sanders' stats. Um, but just two touchdowns, and he he hadn't turned the ball over yet. 63%. Uh, um, When I look into his yards, that's nothing impressive, nothing too impressive either, T. But are you – how do you think of, of Jalen Hurts' performance? Are you expecting a bigger game out of him in the Super Bowl or do you think they just stick to the same game plan?
1: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, that's always been my mantra at the end of the yeah. day. I mean, look, we've seen performances in the regular season where – Jalen Hurts was that guy. I mean, we can go all the way back to week one where nothing was going right for that Eagles offense, and Jalen Hurts carried that offense on his back and his legs and carried them to victory. I think about games like the Pittsburgh Steelers where he just went completely ballistic through the air. I think about games against the Tennessee Titans. I think about games like the New York Giants twice, three times, really, if you want to count that last game. There's, there were points during the course of the season where Jalen Hurts has proven himself to be a, a really good quarterback and can play the, the actual quarterback position. So just because you haven't seen it up to this point doesn't mean he can't do it. Doesn't mean that teams are scheming to take that away. A.J. Brown is literally – his nickname says it all. He's always open. Always best open. believe that. I mean, Devontae yeah. Smith is one of the best route runners I think I've seen in a very long time. They have the playmakers to get that ball down the field. The thing is, if you know you can, one, if you know that you can, one, control the clock. Two, you can control the game on the ground, doing, working the game to your advantage while also keeping the other team's offense off of the field. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, that's basically what they've done the last couple of years and a couple, you know, throughout the course of the regular season and in the postseason. If they can't stop you, stop your run game, I mean, why not keep running it? Why not keep doing it?
0: No, no and I, I agree with you, T. And another stat I want to bring up, and I, I mentioned – I got into this a little bit earlier, um. but without Tyreek Hill, um, you thought maybe this Chiefs offense would run a little bit differently. But when you look at it, Tyreek Hill, when he was in his last year of the Chiefs, he was – um responsible for I believe it was thirty percent of um of the Chiefs air yard. Uh mm-hmm. if you look into the stats now you see Valdez Scantlin 25% Kelsey 24% uh Smith Schuster 15% Watson 13% uh and Sky Moore five percent he's been able to spread the ball out to his wide receivers more everyone kind of feels like Tyreek Hill uh, in that sense of it, with um just really spreading the ball out and still being a huge air attack um, that, that's that's big and that's the huge reason that the chiefs have been so successful this season. but I want to throw another number out to you t uh point mm-hmm. seven do you know what that's that's about point seventy
1: no what's the point that's 7? yard
0: that that's yards per coverage snap um that Darius Slay and James Bradbury
1: have allowed this season. Wow. That's, wow. Point set. That's not even a yard, people. I just need people to understand that. That's not even a full yard. That's That's the least
0: in the NFL, obviously. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, um...
1: and and that really just speaks to how good this secondary has been this entire season. But to be honest with you, I give more credit, not to take away credit from the secondary. Secondary is awesome. But this comes from having a defensive line that ranked the number one in sacks. I mean, when you have over 70 sacks in a season and the next team below you, you're dominating them by 20-plus sacks. Like, that, that tells you how much pressure they're putting on the quarterback. That tells you that they're getting to the quarterback. That's incredible to me. And and you know what? Patrick Mahomes, and he, as great as he is, and he is great. I'm not saying anything wrong <laughs> with that man. But I really hope that ankle's okay come Sunday. Because that defensive line is ferocious. They're going to come after him relentlessly. It is going to be a relentless pursuit of Patrick Mahomes. And I, you know what? This is one of those times where I truly hope Andy Reid goes against what he's known for and kind of runs that ball a little bit to tamper down our defense. Because that's really... That's one of the only ways I can see the Chiefs offense being successful is ru- is running it, a, a, you know, a good amount of times and really balancing that offense and taking that ball out of Mahomes' hands any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because you, you keep that ball in Mahomes' hands, that defensive line's going to get a couple of sacks on him, going to get a couple of licks on him. And then that secondary, I'm sorry, Tanner, but, like – Hey, don't Mahomes, be sorry. Mahomes is going to be – Mahomes is in for a battle come Sunday. Hey.
0: Yeah, and with that ankle, you know, I assume that ankle is going to be almost at 100% um, going into the Super Bowl, uh, just from what I've been hearing. Let's get into um, our player matchups. My first player matchup's got to be a player versus a defensive coordinator, and that's Spagnolo against Jalen Hurts. And we know, as teams have done this season, is they, they've tried to screw Jalen Hurts up with the Blitz tried to get him off his game. You look back to this Buccaneers game last playoffs where they threw Jalen Hurts off his game. He was making terrible passes with barely little thought behind it. Um, Not the player that we see this season at all. He's certainly learned from his mistakes. But in the 2021 matchup, the same Jalen Hurts player we were talking about, um, I believe in his second year, yep. Jalen Hurts was blitzed. 31% of the times he dropped back by Spagnola. And he completed seven of fifteen passes for 62 yards. So it seemed to work. And, and the Chiefs did win, I believe, 42 to 30 yes. in that game against the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts, he's progressed so much uh since last season with being able to throw the ball more downfield, um, being able to get himself out of a jam. We haven't really seen a lot of last-minute drives out of Jalen Hurts, um, but in the near future, um, hopefully we won't have to see last-minute drives, but hopefully we can be confident and, and when it gets to that part. But Kansas City has allowed 33 touchdowns during the season. That's last in the NFL, passing-wise, and they've allowed a 54 QBR, um, third-worst so when Jalen Hurts is blitzed, he should be able to more so get out of it. Uh, when we're talking this season, and be able to throw that ball down the field, and that's going to be the key—the key for the Eagles' success against that blitz in the the Chiefs' defense.
1: I mean, that's the whole reason why this team now is completely—I won't say it—it's it, every play that they run, but a lot of their plays are RPO-based, run-pass options, so to speak. So. It all depends on what Jalen Hurts sees as he comes to the line of scrimmage. And like you said, Steve Spagnola loves the blitz. So if he wants to send that blitz and leave those right receivers one-on-one, yes. then guess what? That's that's where the ball's gonna go to those playmakers on the outside. If Steve Spagnola wants to back off and keep two safeties deep, guess what? That ball's gonna start that ball's gonna start moving on the ground. There's a multitude of ways that this offense can score. And the fact that the Chiefs are last in the NFL in scoring touchdowns on defense. That's a problem. The Chiefs they the Chiefs defense is pretty good, but um once they get moving, I mean, it's hard for the Eagles to stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely and I want to switch to the other side of the ball for when the Eagles are on defense. I think another big matchup is going to be Kelsey against that Eagles back 7. Um that's really the weakest part of this team, would you agree, Tay? The middle is, of the field?
1: It is one of the weakest. Um it has been leaky at times. I will say that. They did a spectacular job a couple of weeks ago against George Kittle. I really thought that George Kittle was going to be a major focal point.
0: Well, that's because and, their quarterback couldn't throw past uh,
1: halftime. Yeah, and, and that's a good point as well. He could not go, He could yeah. not throw past. And I'm I'm a, I'm still a little shocked that the the the, the play calls weren't in favor of George Kittle, especially over the middle. But considering that, yes, Kelsey Kelsey is definitely going to be a problem. That's that's my home. You know, biggest.
0: Um, yeah, that's their target. biggest weapon.
1: That's their biggest weapon. They definitely have to prioritize that. Um, I don't think um sticking one person on him is gonna do it. They need to rotate a number of guys. That means you know CJ Gardner Johnson might have to take a turn at him, yeah. Marcus Epps might need to take a turn on him. Um Kazir White may may need to take a turn on him, and um and um middle linebacker Edwards might need to take a a, a, a yeah. turn at him. I believe I, I believe Edwards actually. He's like he's tops in the NFL in terms of quarterback um, ranking uh, in terms of, you know, being able to defend the pass and passes come his way. So he's done a phenomenal job in pass coverage. They're going to need to really switch it up. And yeah, the, ultimately, yeah. and ultimately, I think that's what they're going to do.
0: The Eagles haven't faced a, a tight end quite like Travis Kelsey. No. Seven consecutive seasons he's received for over a thousand yards to seven. Um, he got 12 touchdowns in this season, so he's gonna be he's gonna be having a field day if he can if if things go right for them uh, in the middle of the field. Um, it's gonna be someone that the Eagles have to keep their eye on the entire game. It's gonna be a challenge. You can't just shut him out um, and, and hope that you know their quarterback can't throw it to him because it's Patrick Mahomes connection yes. with Travis Kelsey. These guys have been playing for a long time together uh, right now. And it's nothing like Brock Purdy and George Kittle, uh, and I, I think this is one of the biggest matchups that's going to kind of figure out which direction this game's
1: uh, going in. And yeah, definitely. For... It's 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 a different matchup. You're going, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is the X factor in this game. You cut the head of the dragon off. That's what, that's the only way you're going to be able to slow this dragon down.
0: Yeah, and and another one. I want to go back to the offensive side, and I think it's going to go a uh, one big matchup is going to be Smitty slash Watkins slash Pascal against the Kansas city's um, rookie cornerback McDuffie. And if they do a lot of three wide receiver sets, which I, I think that's, that's most likely how it's going to go. Um, that's going to leave Smitty or Watkins, probably more so Watkins uh, matched up on McDuffie. But, um, a rookie cornerback which they can try to expose um, and that's exactly why the Eagles brought in wide receiver weapons this offseason Pascal but of course A.J. Brown um, not only are you giving more weapons for Jalen Hurts to throw to but you're also giving more tasks to the defense to cover um, because one they, they can't cover everyone on the field uh, at once they can try their best and man to man obviously but that's when it goes over to speed and agility on and on the Eagles side of the ball. I mean, 1K always open AJ Brown. <laughs> um, if,
1: if you remember that Tennessee Titans game, um, when he made the guy slip a fall, I believe that guy came in for an injured corner as well. Uh, and the guy slipped and fell and, and AJ Brown just like easily walks in for a touchdown. I yep. mean that's exactly what that's exactly the strategy that they should go into that game. You know, not necessarily keeping the right receiver specifically on one side like switch it around. Figure out the weakness in their secondary, who's the who's the leak, who's the weakest link, and attack yeah.
0: it. What is your most important player matchup?
1: Who my most important player matchup. You know what? It's not even it, it's not even a player matchup. It's a coaching matchup. You're we you got the experience, the veteran, the Super Bowl champion, Andy Reid, going up against the young guy, the brass, the cocky, the arrogant, young head coach and Nick Sirianni, his first yeah. His first Super Bowl ever. I mean, it, this is gonna be a heck of this is really gonna come for me. A lot of it's gonna come down to coaching on both sides of the ball. Now I know is not necessarily involved in the play calling, but I, I can guarantee you he is very much involved in the uh prepar- and prep work going into the games. And it, it's gonna come down to, you know, whose strategy is gonna work the most, who who can cha- who can make the little changes necessary within the game, um, Tanner? We know from history that doesn't that yeah. doesn't necessarily favor Andy Reid so much, but we have seen Sirianni being able to change up if something doesn't work. So this is really going to be an interesting coaching matchup. It, it it's it's going to be fun to see come Sunday.
0: Yeah, and we talk about the Eagles have to get to Patrick Mahomes. They have to hit him. They have to take him down. Uh, Get to him, throw him off his game. That can't happen um, unless the defensive line is able to go feasting on that offensive line. They have three pro bowlers on their offensive line. Um, Thunny Brown, Thunny Humphrey, uh, all pro bowlers. I think Wiley would be the one to expose the most. He is responsible for nine sacks uh, Mm -hmm. on Patrick Mahomes this season. And, that's probably where the Eagles need to get to to get to Patrick Mahomes, and I'm looking at Hassan Reddick, um, mostly. t i I mean Hassan Reddick, he has stepped up and he's played his part hugely and for a guy who ha- has not been in the playoffs. He sure is making the most of it right now, and he just has one more game to potentially be up for Super Bowl MVP if everything if everything works out.
1: You know what? I talk about Patrick Mahomes being the X-Factor for the Chiefs. Honestly, that's the Eagles' overall X-Factor is Hassan Reddick. I mean, this guy has been just flat-out dominant this entire season and the postseason, as a matter of fact. In, in my opinion, he should be the defensive player of the year over Michael Parsons, but that's neither here nor there. Look, Hassan Reddick needs to get... It, it. We don't want him to get to Patrick Mahomes. We need Hassan Reddick, to make an impact in this game. We need Hassan Reddick to hit and sack Patrick Mahomes in this game. That is the only way that the Eagles come out of this game as the victors and two-time Super Bowl champions. Hassan Reddick's impact needs to be felt come Sunday.
0: Yeah, and of course Andy Reid is going to have a game plan for him. That's no doubt about it. It's going to be harder for Hassan to to play to his most. Because Andy Reid, been here, done that. Um and he's gonna be expecting Hassan Reddick to be there and they're gonna have a plan for that, but I, it's just it's very important that everyone is on their game obviously, um but I feel a little bit more comfortable that these guys have been here before, the offensive linemen I'm talking about Jason mm-hmm. Kelsey, um Lane Johnson guys like that, uh because in that first Super Bowl win, those guys were playing their first Super Bowl game i um, sure jitters, but now this time, a lot of these young guys have guys to look up to and tell them what's what and what's going to happen. And that offensive line has proved to be the best in the NFL. Team. Uh, for you, is there any other impact player that the Eagles really should be circling, writing down on the whiteboard, studying their film ahead of this Sunday game?
1: Oof, man, I, I would still pay attention to, I would still pay attention to their wide receivers. Um, they're not as talented as say the Eagles' wide right receivers. You know they don't get as much praise. Of course, Travis Kelsey gets all the praise, but Patrick Mahomes still flew for over five thousand touches, five thousand yards in this in, in this past season. And those wide right receivers did catch that ball. You still got to pay attention to them on the outside. Yes, Travis Kelsey is the main focal point of Patrick Mahomes in the passing game, but those wide right receivers can you know catch a few balls as well.
0: Yeah, uh, wide receivers and running backs. When you talk about the next matchup I have is the Eagles front seven versus the screen, the shovel pass that the Chiefs are no doubt going to do because Andy Reid loves doing that. Um, We saw him do that as an Eagles coach uh, calling those plays. And it's been a weakness, maybe not so much this year, but when the Eagles get a guy in the backfield, they struggle sometimes with bringing him down with the tackle. And you're like, oh, yay brought him back minus five. Never mind. He broke that tackle. And now it's a gain of five. Um, but in a big game like this, you can't let those slip.
1: No, this, this game is way too important. It, it's when you get a chance an opportunity to get this offense, you know, yeah. behind 10 plus yards, you need to take full advantage of it. Take advantage when you get it, when you're able to get a guy in the backfield, it can't be a whole, it can't be missed tackles. It can't be letting Patrick Mahomes, slip out and do Patrick Mahomes life things. This defense has to show up its tackling.
0: Yeah, and of course T you mentioned this with coaching. Um as I'm done with the player matchups right now, but I'm going back to that coaching uh matchup. This is a coach who has been here. Um like I said before, I mean he's been in the Super Bowl what four times in total? Um at yep. one once as an Eagle three times now uh, as a Chiefs head coach and you have Nick Sirianni Second year Second in year. the league as a head coach, um, he's been fired by Andy Reid, um, before, and that's that's a funny little token of um, interesting fact that we have. <laughs> Andy Reid came into Kansas City while he was a wide receivers coach, I believe Nick Sirianni was, and said, you know what, I'm bringing my guy from Philly. Uh, we're not really going to need you, so. Pack your bags respectfully, um, and get out of here. Um, so that could be going into it, but it is experience at the end of the day. You look at that with offensive line experience, like I was saying with the Super Bowl. Um, it's the same way with coaching. When the stage is the biggest, when the lights are the brightest, can Nick Sirianni make the right calls?
1: You know what? And yeah, that's that's going to be one of the big things that you know I'm going to look at. Nick Sirianni has obviously, I've said it before, he's done a phenomenal job up to this point. I said it last year on the pod, like it takes some big kahunas to be able to look at yourself and say, you know what? I'm not working as a play caller. Um, This team's not going in the direction I needed to. I'm going to look to my offensive coordinator, give him the play calling dudes in the middle of the season. Like that takes, that takes big kahunas. That, That takes you putting your pride down and off to the side and that showed me a whole lot about who Nick Seriani is as a coach. He's a coach that's willing to change something if it's not working. A coach that's willing to look at himself and see and say, "You know what? This ain't working. It's my fault. You know what? Let's try something different." And yeah. for me, I think that's what the game's going to come down to. As we know like I said before, Reed's been stubborn sometimes to a fault. You know he likes passing that ball. He doesn't necessarily care for, you know, running the football. That could be a detriment. That could be a downfall, considering the type of pass rushers that this Chiefs offense is about to face. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, let's hope we see some some bad old Andy Reid uh, shine through in this. Where Ta- he forgets bad,
1: bad timeouts, bad time yeah. management. He forgets yeah. <laughs> how to
0: run the clock. He forgets the rules in games where. Oh wait, I thought we played another overtime um stuff like that where it's just really you're you're a coach in the nfl making that mistake but tay is this going to be a close game
1: for me it's going to be a close game um i know we've been dominant and um then our last couple of games the chiefs are a whole different ball game man i mean offensively they are just they are just a juggernaut of a team i mean defensively they have leaks but offensively is where they're going to keep them in the game and for me, I think Mahomes, like I said, we've been saying it all, you know, all episode long, Mahomes is that X factor and Mahomes is just not going to go down without a fight. So if I were to predict the score right now. Um,
0: oh, you're I'm not going to do that, but you can.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say the Eagles win 35 to 30. Oh. I say it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be making high me anxiety. anxious. T. I can't and, believe you just said that. Listen and and listen and I'm not saying that our defense is bad cuz it's not like we're, we're our defense is top 3 again but this game is literally going to be won in the trenches on both sides of the ball whoever wins in those trenches on both sides of the ball that's who's going to come out the victor
0: yeah you can expect that definitely um but I, I'm going to avoid that uh, prediction to you. I just can't do it. You <laughs> know how I am. I can't, I can't play um, but I, I do it. But I, I do think that this game is going to go into, I, I think it is going to be a tighter game, definitely. And I think the Eagles, let's see. I think it's going to be a higher 20s game. i think it's gonna be um maybe 28 to 28 24 i'm not gonna say you know who i I see (laughs) Uh, i I just can't i can't go that far uh, because that's just me as you know superstitious but
1: okay
0: um asking let's get into more fun part about watching (laughs) the super bowl because we have a team in the race um and it gets a little nerve-wracking with that but are you a guy who likes to stay at home or so, do mm-hmm. you like to go to Super Bowl parties?
1: I'm, I'm not a fan of Super Bowl parties. That's not who I am. Um, I like to be at home um, you know, maybe surrounded by you know a couple of my family members. For the most part, I like watching my games alone, you know by myself in a room. but I know you know this coming Sunday that's not gonna happen. but you know I'm gonna have you know my wife around and you know a couple of her family members around. Uh, we got a couple, you know, we got a couple forward orders that's gonna be coming in on Sunday, so um, we're gonna have our own little shindig. But yeah, yeah, for the fair for the enough. most part, I, I like being at home by myself.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Game. You, you want to be watching the game, you don't want to be distracted with anything like right. that. Right, your team's not in it. I mean, you can just lose lose right. track of the game. Uh, but it, it was the Bengals and the Rams game was interesting, in many different ways, and it was a you know it was a good game um and the halftime show uh that that was great to watch too but you have Joe Burrow um bringing his Bengals in Matt Stafford mm-hmm. can he win his first ring and and there's the same storylines for that but it's different because it's our own team i mean we're right. we're used to hearing about that stuff um and of course i'm a huge Rihanna fan so i'm i'm looking forward to the <laughs> halftime show i'll be at the party sitting in front of the TV team. i don't want any distractions <laughs> no. Once the eagles have the ball maybe i'll take a break if they know kick it off or something i'll take a few laps around but i'm sitting in that same seat if the eagles are having success that's how superstitious i am i'm eating the same food heck i'm even wearing the same jersey i've been wearing the whole postseason the black brian dawkins jersey that's been my jersey um it's a little stinky but you know it's worth it
1: Um, you know what it really is you know what tanner i know i said i wasn't really superstitious but i'm kind of ordering the same thing that i did five years ago oh boy Uh, so I, I'm not gonna say I'm super. I'm super. I'm not superstitious, but I kind of told my wife I'm like I I, I kind of need the same foods.
0: Yeah, need a, like, need the same routine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of need the same thing going here.
0: So maybe even got, the same delivery guy who dropped it off last time five <laughs> years ago. I need him to come by. Um, well, that
1: do, well that delivery guy was me. So <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. But yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna tell the wife to wash the sweatshirt. What the hell? I've been oh. wearing the sweat. I've been wearing a sweatshirt all season long. Um You can't wa- wash it yet. You got one game t. One game I mean, left then wa- wash it. I've been, been washing it this entire season. Oh, okay, so, all
0: right.
1: We're good to go. All right.
0: Okay, as long as you've been doing that the whole season, it's all going right. All right, that's fair enough. That's gonna do it for this bird's nest. We're all gonna be watching on Sunday. And hopefully, we can be talking about that Eagles dynasty that we were teasing a little earlier, Tay.
1: <laughs> Go, birds. So. Go, birds. birds. Please Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home.